Peter Peters is on the line. Zorb, good morning. I said to Dino earlier, so far this year, every game almost on your edge of the seat. It's been great footy to start the 2023 season. Good morning, Zorb. Morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. And, mate, before we get into the league, can I just give a wrap to yourself and my old mate, Ron Duffersey, who I've always followed. I Saturdays, if you don't get the Daily Telegraph, the Saturday Telegraph, you shouldn't punt. Uh, and on Radio TAB, um, we're lucky to have um, you and Duff. I, I, I just think the punters need a help from people that are in the game full-time. And, and when I look at yesterday's um, Ray and Duff column, race two, Ron Duffersey described it as one of the toughest highways that he's mm. ever encountered. Race two. His tips, if you box them, you got the trifecta, and he only gives four tips in the race. So box four, trifecta, $1,042. Wow. Box yeah. the first four, eight, seven, nine, and one, boxed up, 5920 Now, Jeez. that is tipping, and that's putting money in the pockets of the, of the punters and the Big cheer went up where I was. Yeah, he's a mate of mine, so I don't sound biased, but Dust's been doing this a long time, Sorb, as you know, and he gets it right so often. So well, he he's does. the best and, in the and, business. And he stuff. had a fabulous day yesterday, but, mm. but that's something special. That's, um, yep. um, you know, that, that's, that's extra special yeah. to put money like that in, in punters' pockets. Good on back, you, back to the rugby league. The Zorb and Nathan round. Cleary. Unbelievable. Come us the time come us the hour great teams great players find a way and Nathan Cleary lives for the big moments and um, once he won the toss in extra time elected to receive run mm. with the wind in Golden Point it was all over a brave Newcastle were doomed last night once it went into extra time and they got that start Cleary drove his team up field goal in the first set of six in Golden Point calmly landed it and broke the 15 year old 15 all scoreline. He's paid the big bucks. Mm. Newcastle deserved to win but they didn't. They enjoyed the GOAT um, halfback years and years ago in Andrew Johns and he won them plenty of games but the GOAT has moved up to the foot of the mountain where the grass is greener. What a player, Nathan Cleary. Mm. Just on that, on Nathan Cleary and his mentioned to Dino always stories around, obviously we're getting closer and closer to origin time and Nico Hines, we all know he's a champion, and since he's been back, he's been so good for the Sharks. Some talk he might get the six to play alongside Cleary at seven at origin level. What do you think, Sorb? Oh, I, I think the, the current uh, New South Wales halves, Cleary and Lui, they play together every mm. week. And there's magic between them, but I, I wouldn't complain if um, if Nico Hines was um, was the 5'8". I, yeah. I actually sat down over the weekend, and, and who's the best one to seven? in the 2023 NRL. I, I've broken it down to three clubs, Penrith, Broncos, all the improving Sharks. My my ratings go Broncos one, with Adam Reynolds just running the show, a brilliant fullback in Reese Walsh. And, and why I give them the nod is I think their centres are better than the other two contenders in Stags and Farnworth and... And, uh, and, and their wingers are very proficient as well. So I'm giving the Broncos one to seven is my top tag. Fair enough. Number yeah. two goes to Penrith, and you've got to give it to them um, with Edwards at fullback, Cleary at halfback, uh, Little I, I, I think they fall down in the centres a little bit, and and um, their wingers are proficient without being 
extra special. But the, the team that's coming through and looking really good at the moment is the team driven by Nico Hines at halfback, and that's Cronulla. Um, you've got exciting wingers in Katoa, and, and the personality player of the NRL, Ronaldo Mulatalo, I mean, he's just playing magnificently. Mm. Two big centres in Ramian and, um, and, and Talakai, and, and a... And a Matt Moylan, who's found his form. So they're the three back lines that I like in the NRL, and I think they're one, two, and three, and, and our listeners can probably put them in any order they like, but um, they're the three best as far as I'm concerned. Zorbri probably haven't given enough credit to the Warriors in the show this morning. Another win yesterday. That's five from seven. And mm. if you want an early contender for coach of the year, you'd almost have to go for Andrew Webster. 100% Bulldog. I mean, who would have believed after seven rounds of the 23 Premiership, the Warriors would win five and the Cowboys, last year's one of last year's glamour sides, would lose five. Mm. And as you say, Andrew Webster's side, they're going really well. They beat the Cowboys 22-14 at home uh, last night to sort a third on the table and leave the Cowboys without a horse down in 15th spot. Sean Johnston's return to Auckland has seen the number seven revive his career under Webster. He's doing a fabulous job in his first NRL head coaching role. A lot more pattern of play, less of the hope for the best style of recent years. Playing at home after years on the road, helping the NRL out has um, as assisted the, the, um, uh, the Warriors enormously. The Cowboys, though nowhere near the side of 12 months ago, they play the Knights at home, the Sharks away, and the Roosters in the Magic Round, and that'll decide their fate for 2023. Mm. They need to get a move on. Third last year, 17 wins behind Penrith and Cronulla after 24 rounds. They're nowhere near that at the moment. And talking about Magic Round, Bulldog, you hit the nail on the head with your story in the Telegraph this week. Um, I, I don't think that the NRL can risk playing... In 18 days' time, I don't think they can risk playing eight games in three days. I don't think the ground can handle it. I would hate if there's rain, especially over the next two and a half weeks. I don't know how they get that ground ready to play those eight games in the three days. Um, they I mentioned have this morning, to go down all... the road, I think, and play at least half the games down the M1 at the Gold Coast, which was in pristine condition mm. last night. I know they can only hold around 27,000 there. Maybe they can get some um, temporary seating in. Um, not close to the um, capacity of Suncorp or 50,000, but I don't think the NRL is going to have a choice. What do you think, Dana? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned this morning briefly, Zorb, that uh, <clears throat> the forecast suggests that 13 of, of the 16 days leading into Magic Round, the forecast is for rain. Gee. Well, they've got to do something straight away, Bulldog. I, I mean, you, you've People, let them know. The public know. I guess the hardest um, part is that tickets have been it. sold. They've got to do something. Mm. Tickets have been sold, so it's a very difficult one for the NRL because if there's 50,000 tickets sold, I'm with you, Zorb, about Redcliffe and or Gold Coast to take some pressure off the Suncorp playing surface, but what do you do to those yeah. fans that have flown in and bought tickets? I think to Zorb's point, early calls, Zorb. Make an early call. Make an early call, and most people that have booked flights, um, they're the ones that should get priority. If they have booked flights, hotels, they are the ones that should be in first. Um, and I know that's a bit harsh against the um, 
the Broncos fans that are at home, but at least play the Broncos at home. Uh, but the fans that are flying in, give them priority. Hotels are booked. Um, they've outlaid a lot of money to go. Um, but something's got to be done now. To wait until the weekend and say, oh, how unlucky are we? Like, they've been warned. Mm. Like, the weather forecasts, um, the ground itself, it is just not up to it. Mm. Yeah, no, good point. Hey, so before I get on to today's games, what did you make of the Sea Eagles win 18-8 against the Storm. Actually, I said to Dino earlier, I thought both of Friday's games were fantastic. Sharks 22, Roosters 12, and then your Manly 18, Storm 8. Well, they got back to the defence of the first round where they really rattled the Bulldogs, and they got a big forward pack. And um, without Big Nelson, um, the um, the Melbourne pack just couldn't handle the Manly pack, and they were they were really put on their backsides in some uh, great defence in that game. Um it, it was um, it was something mm. something to see, and they bounced back well. I want to mention um, the player manager ranks are often criticised in the game, but um, one of their best retired this week, and, and I'm sure Bulldog will back me up on this. He's a great guy. Player managers are much maligned in rugby league, but one of the best, Daryl Mather, called it a day this week after a long association with rugby league in a world where anything goes. Sometimes Daryl Mather always maintained his dignity, honesty, and a real sense of care to his clients. And he's had some crackers and some recent crackers as well um, in players. Um, most of the players that he that he manages were straight out of school. I'd never hesitate to send a young player to Daryl Mather. He's looked after many stars of our game for many years. In recent times, the likes of Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Jerome Luai, James Fisher-Harris, Dylan Edwards, a lot of Penrith players mm. under his management at SFX, is always taking great delight in watching them grow from boys to men. Well done, Daz. Uh, enjoy your retirement. Great career. Do you know yeah, him, Dino? You yeah, know? good man, Daryl. Yeah, yeah very, uh, very honest and very, uh, what's the word, honourable. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the right way of putting it. Now, Zorb, here's a text message about uh, Magic Round that mm. I should read out. Bulldog, I've spent thousands of dollars on flights, accommodation and tickets. It would be totally wrong if they move it now. The call is too late. Yeah, it's good so I'm hearing what you're saying, Zorb, and I agree with you, but I just don't know what the solution yeah. is. Well, you're playing a quagmire. And imagine um, the last game of the weekend after uh, after seven games prior. You imagine what it's going to be like? Well, Parramatta's on that last day, as are the Dragons. I hope there's no knee injuries. Otherwise, the, you know, what will hit the fan? Yeah, I, I, oh, it's a worry and mm. it's a real... It's a real puzzle for the NRL to come up with. But, look, there's 18 days. There's time to do something. Yeah, no, Referees it's... need to lighten up. I know that. Gee, some of them have got to start to smile, enjoy their jobs. Way too serious last night in Newcastle on the Gold Coast before big crowds. The rest got stage-struck and thin-skinned. Some of those decisions in both games, uh, particularly the hair-pulling one, the penalty against Dane Gagai, whilst in possession and their side in front, uh, and he did say something he shouldn't have said, but referees have got to be able to, you know, anticipate that and expect that. Give him a warning next time there's a break in play. But that's a harsh penalty, and then they scored 30 seconds later, and they weren't in the game at that well, stage. Well, I, yeah. they, they've got a good job. Um, enjoy it, fellas. Smile. Go with it. Let the game flow. That's Referee that. it like your referee Golden Point, where there's no six against and no penalties. <laughs> Funny how that works in Golden Point. Dino, that goes to your point, doesn't it, about just a common sense approach at times. Well, that's the thing about common sense, right? In the NRL <laughs> bunker, it's not very common. That's fair enough. Hey, Zorby, mentioned Parramatta and St George earlier. They have 
uh, playing this afternoon, the final two games this weekend's round. The 2 o'clock game is Canberra versus St George Illawarra at 4.05pm at Combank. Parramatta versus the Bulldogs. How do you see them, Zorb? Well, I, I see the game down in Canberra, the 2 o'clock game, as a real tight one. Um, Raiders and the Dragons. I don't think the Dragons are anywhere near as bad as a lot of people are making out. They've got a big pack. Um, I thought they were a little bit unlucky not to beat the Titans last week up there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they bounced back today. But I'm I'm tipping Ricky's Raiders. They're, uh, um, they're a side that can rise and, and, and they need to. Um, they're, they're pretty much uh, down towards the, uh, the end of the, uh, of the ladder at the moment. Um, I think they'll beat the Dragons today, though. And I think the Eels will be too good for uh, the Bulldogs. Too many injuries at the Bulldogs and they can't afford the players that they've got out to be out. And I think the Eels are much better than um, than the 14th spot they've got yeah. uh, in the competition at the moment. Who would have believed that um, after uh, after seven rounds, the Broncos, uh, Panthers, Warriors and Seagulls would be the top four. And then we've got a host of teams on eight points behind them um, and it's a very interesting competition. Mm, yeah, Parramatta certainly one of those teams that have to start winning. They're a dollar thirty-four. The Bulldogs are three thirty. The other game, Canberra are pretty short, dollar forty-five head-to-head to the Dragons, two seventy-five. Hey, Sorb, appreciate as always. We'll talk next Sunday. Look forward to it, Ray. Good on you, Bulldogs. Thanks, Have a good Sorb. one.